1: And today, I want to invite you to break through any illusion you may have around money, perhaps even the illusion that you're separate from money, that it's out there, hard to come by, only available to a few. Money is energy, and your bank account is a reflection of your energetic money imprint. Our guest today says there's a way for you to prosper and thrive, that change comes from within, and you are the driver of your own success. Imagine shifting your relationship with money, a shift that enables you to create with ease and joy, leaving behind the working hard struggle and drama. The bottom line is that you can shift your money patterns and your bottom line. I invite you to take a few deep breaths, open your heart and mind, and settle into your essential wholeness as I introduce our guest. Madeline Gerwick is an internationally recognized business, economic, and personal astrologer, speaker, and author. She began teaching prosperity principles in 2002 with the introduction of the course Eight Keys to the Ultimately Prosperous Business. She hosted her own national weekly radio show for over five years. Her combined talents in business, astrology, economics, and prosperity training provide a new view of the economy and ways to prosper with the universe. I say it that way because we're going to learn about that today. What does it mean to prosper with the universe? Madeline's company, Polaris Business Guides, is a metaphysical consulting and training firm which guides organizations and individuals to prosper by working in harmony with the universe. Welcome to the show, Madeline. Well, th- thank you for having me. I'm delighted to be here. I'm delighted to meet you in voice here and talk about your newest book. And it's, I have to tell you, um, for the readers, we're talking about money is an energy game. And I'm going on a trip and I really want to take it on the airplane, but it's so Big and heavy, you guys say it's like an encyclopedia, and it's true. (laughs) Well, uh, perhaps you might
2: want to ask Missy for a uh, PDF version. (laughs) There you go. Maybe that's what I should do—is get that. Yeah, it it, it is available on Kindle, and so uh, you know it's. But you're correct. It it is a big book, and it's because (laughs) uh, Peg, my co-author, and I have uh, worked on this. For a long time and we taught eight keys to the ultimately prosperous business for years years and years and then we decided we need to add some more things to this and we added in the art of conscious language uh, which is all about words and stories and <clears throat> you know things of that nature <clears throat> and then we realized oh we're still missing the piece about taking care of yourself So then we added in uh, taking an energy inventory for prosperity. And after we had done all of that, we decided, okay, we better – We better make this into a book, which turned out to be quite a bit bigger than uh, we actually imagined.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? That is a really good summary of the book and the three sections, and I'm excited to just dig into several pieces of that. But before we do, and I want to learn more about you, Madeline, and your story. But before we do, I have a traditional first question here on the show that I like to kind of set our conversation into this bigger meme, and I'm, I'm really curious about your answer. For this, so can you share with our listeners what does all things connected mean to you?
2: Everything in the universe is connected via energy. There's there's no separation at all between um, where you are (laughs) and where I am, and my desk, uh, my house, (laughs) my garden. Uh, Everything is. Is connected energetically, so there's nothing that uh, you know. If you, if you ever work with a remote healer, they they don't need you to be in front of them. <laughs> they just focus on you and your energy, and they they uh, energetically work on healing you. <laughs> so everything's connected. <clears throat> there's there really is no separation, and money is just a form of energy that we use to exchange energy with other people and so that's our easiest way to sort of balance the book so to speak
1: yeah uh, yeah by exchanging energy with other people well thanks for that uh i i knew it would be intriguing because i i'm like i'm intrigued by your life path and you're an astrologer and you've helped so many people with the timing we're going to talk about that question um a little bit later and you know you then you've you've created this program and these services and written this book in those three parts that you had mentioned earlier so i'm really curious if you could just share with us madeline what is your story what's brought you through the astrology path and now um, teaching that money is an energy game
2: well, that's a great question. I was uh, fairly young when I was in college and, and working as a waitress, and this guy came in, and, and he watched me for maybe 10 minutes, and, and then he says, I bet you're a Virgo, and I am a Virgo, <laughs> so, and of course, this guy was angling for a date. So went out on a date with this guy because he said he had a whole book about this, and he did. He had a book called Heaven Knows What by Grant Louis, written in the maybe the 30s. It was an amazing book. <clears throat> it had all these uh, paragraphs in it, which were different aspects that can occur, and so – I I went on this date and I looked up my birth date and I read all the paragraphs about me and I was shocked. <laughs> and then I read all the paragraphs about my parents and my two brothers and voila, I was hooked because I had to know how could this possibly work. And I was in science. I was studying medicine at the time. So I was, you know, deeply entrenched in science, which um, seems to have gone off the rails lately. But um so so it was really a process of you know understanding energy really everything <laughs> astrology is basically the study of energy cycles and so that was kind of my first introduction to energy and then at some point someone introduced me to a fifth dimensional process energetic process to get the fifth dimension and uh... which was called crystal triangle and so then i got a little bit further into energy and then we started learning about how energy impacts your prosperity so it was a (laughs) an interesting path and uh... one that i have enjoyed uh... quite a lot uh... but it was quite a big leap of faith uh... when i finally switched over to being a full-time astrologer in ninety five Because even though I had gotten certified as an astrologer, at the time, I was making quite a lot of money in the corporate world, and it was uh, scary to give that up and not really know what was going to come in. (laughs) So so it was a pretty big leap of faith, but within two months, I'd replaced 50% of the income and within probably, I don't know, another couple of months, um, we replaced the rest of it. <clears throat> so it was, it was a pretty fast takeoff, uh, all in all. And um, so that's what happened.
1: <laughs> that's, that's amazing. I love that example, too, um, because you're going to teach us, I know, and the book definitely does, of, of really how to have that right mindset so so saying that with energy I in and just I I just want to follow up on as you were talking about the astrology and and listening to that I was thinking about the energetics one of my favorite experiences ever um, I was in a workshop and an astrologer put us on stage and moved he created the constellation of the planets and we were all a different planet and uh-huh. sun and then uh-huh. he had us move in at the time of our birth and we could see energetically and you could even feel it different people were representing the planets but you could kind of feel how different it was when the planets moved and different people were coming in through different pathways of, of right their astrology it was it was so fascinating but it taught the energy it was so about energy and now here you are talking about energy so in doing Eight years of this show, I don't remember ever ever talking about money as a topic. And yet money is so <laughs> integral in everything, all of our daily lives, you know, it's like, yeah. wow. And, you know, like you mentioned, our economic system, you mentioned this in the book, our economic system is breaking down and transforming like everything else, with this evolution of consciousness on the planet, how we use money, commerce, trading, what it's gonna look like. Everything is in evolution at the same time. So let's begin with an introduction to money. Why does money occupy so much of our lives and and help us understand how this energy system, even though the economic system is breaking down, um, are we gonna be okay? Yeah, let's say it that uh, way
2: definitely will be okay. Uh, it helps if we are expecting to be okay. <laughs> yeah. Right? Um, yeah. You know, my favorite um, picture of being okay with this situation was when the airplane landed in the Hudson River and all the people got out on the wings of the plane and they were all rescued and nobody died. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of how I think, this is going to happen for the economy. See, you have a fairly major shift going on, and I always recommend that people get some gold and silver because inflation could become more rampant than it is. But, you know, if you're expecting to be okay, the universe will deliver that to you. And if you're expecting to be in some horrendous situation, the universe will deliver that to you. Mm -hmm. It's it's always going to deliver pretty much what you expect. Whatever you're focused on, whatever your uh, energy vibration is putting out, it's reading that all the time. So when you're stressed about money, it thinks you want less. And when you feel comfortable that you have a special pockets that the universe is there and ready to provide you with whatever help you need and you're not worried you're going to be able to manage it no matter what happens the universe makes that happen so it a lot of it is related to our beliefs about money some people believe that money is not spiritual some people believe that money is dirty or filthy like the filthy rich some people believe that uh, money is the root of all evil and certainly the love of money is the root of all evil <laughs> but, but uh, not money itself you know it's kind of similar to a car in the sense that you can use a car to get from point A to point B, but you could use it to murder somebody too. so <clears throat> you know money is neutral in the sense that it has no intention per se, but it is attracted to high energy. It's attracted to fun. It's attracted to love. It's attracted to people in positive energy. So it's easier to attract money when you're in joy and you're doing something you love. So (laughs) it's a completely, uh, it's neutral in the sense that you get to choose what to do with it.
1: But it's it's uh, attracted to positive energy. Okay, so let's say more about that because you you write a lot about the positive money vibe, and I think this is an important piece of this. How do we cultivate that? What you know, there's with all the change in the world. I know there are so many out there that are living in fear and anxiety, and there's this constriction that happens with our awareness, and you know especially the last several years, people looking at the political terrain and the economic terrain, and there's just fear and anxiety. But you write about the positive money vibe, and I think this is really important. You're saying, you know, the joy attracts the money. How does all that work, and how do we cultivate the, the positive vibe? Well,
2: we're always at choice as to what we're focusing on. I mean, this is from moment to moment. And so it's always our choice as to whether we see a challenge as bad news or an opportunity for growth. It's always a choice to decide, am I going to listen to this piece of news and maybe feel worse, or am I going to focus on something different that makes me feel better? And the more we make choices that make us feel better – the easier it is for money to come to us. Because when we're in stress, when we're in anxiety, fear, <clears throat> anger, uh, you know, yelling at somebody on social media, <laughs> uh, being judgmental, all those things <clears throat> push money away. And so in average day, what's going on is people have pushed a lot of money away energetically. And what's hard about this is that we don't connect the dots usually. So <clears throat> we might have had a, a fight with the spouse, <laughs> and then you go to work and some other negative experience occurs, but we don't connect it to the fight with the spouse, you see. And and maybe you didn't get a particular promotion or you got a lower um say bonus, or maybe you, you didn't get a bonus, or maybe you you got a, a lower pay raise, or maybe you didn't get a pay raise, but you don't necessarily connect it, you see, to what went on previously, energetically, because we're not trained that way. We're not trained to, to watch the energy of what's going on. So, so we want to focus on, you know, moment-to-moment, how can we make choices that make us feel better you know uh one day i realized that if i drove a particular direction to my house that i enjoyed the view more than i did when i drove the direct way home and so i changed my <laughs> i changed my driving habit <laughs> so that i would feel better when i arrived at home <laughs> you see so, there's always a lot of little choices that are going on that are impacting our energy on a day to day basis. When you walk in your office or your home or your workspace, does it feel inviting? Does it feel cluttered and and chaotic instead <laughs> or uh-huh. or dirty? <laughs> um, if it doesn't feel inviting and and happy and and uh, you know um, calm, peaceful, then your body is reacting to that, even though you may not notice it. So, and you're sending out a stressed vibration to the universe. uh, When you walk into that chaotic office or home or whatever environment you're in, your car even. So, There are a lot of different pieces to developing a positive money vibration. You know, and some of it is just, did you get enough sleep last night? If you're exhausted, you're not going to be able to attract money. Or are you eating foods that energize you? Or are you getting enough exercise? Or are you using words that push money away? You know, the universe doesn't hear no and don't and things like that. <laughs> so if you say I don't want debt, it it hears I want more debt. <laughs> you see. So so there are a number of ways that we can increase our money vibe. And these don't cost money. They it's just a, a matter of awareness, uh so that we're understanding how the universe works because it all works energetically.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna ask you about the science, but I just wanna presence, um, your response just now was part of that energy inventory that's in the back of the book. So if you're interested in in you know really understanding how your sleep, your food, exercise, feelings, spiritual awareness, all of that affects your relationship with money and this energetic exchange that's happening with the universe, you can go to the part three in this book and take that energy inventory. So you mentioned the science and I think that, um, wow, the science that moves us from this subtle energy and entanglement and so much more is so interesting. There's, there's so much to learn about the science. Can you briefly tell us, I know we could go on and on and on about the (laughs) science and understanding it, but, um, yeah, tell us about the science behind money.
2: Okay, so a lot of the science behind money is related to quantum f- physics. So in quantum physics, that they basically discovered that there are always different possibilities. There's multiple possibilities for where each electron can be at any time. And there's always multiple possibilities for every situation that you encounter. And so what is it that creates the outcome that you end up seeing happen? It's your focus. So whatever possibility you spent the most time focused on, that's the one that gets drawn into what we call physical reality. So so that's kind of the nuts and bolts of quantum physics. <laughs> and uh, I think it was Greg Braden who explained that they knew from many years ago that time had multiple timelines in it. it had, had depths to it, and the depth was all these different timelines, and so <clears throat> you were just attracting whichever timeline you were focused on, and so <clears throat> you know it was uh, just basically a matter of where you put your attention. <laughs> so, yeah. so that yes, yeah. and then uh, Bruce Lipton is the one who figured out the science. Of how your thoughts change your physical body and one of the bigger issues that came up uh, in science was that as your thoughts are occurring you're releasing certain chemicals in your body and the body makes I don't know like 400 chemicals or something it's quite a number of them and when you are in stress, you're releasing a certain number of chemicals related to stress, and the more you're in stress, the more receptors that your body makes for stress chemicals. So then, you see, what happens is you end up getting into an emotional rut, so to speak, because you're going to, your body is saying, Hey, I've got all these receptors for stress chemicals. Make me some chemicals <laughs> for stress, so it encourages you to be in stress. You see, so so when I first switched over from stress towards joy, it took quite a while to get to where joy was the more common uh, emotion that I felt rather than stress. Because every day you have to build up the new receptors. And then at some point, it's more common for you to be in joy because there are more joy receptors than there are stress receptors. So it does take time to switch over your vibe, so to speak. (laughs) But that is the science behind it. And Bruce Lipton wrote the book, The Biology of Belief, and I always encourage people to read that book and understand the actual process by which their thoughts are being translated into their body. And so why do people have cancer? They're eating themselves <laughs> literally about something and so on. And there there are a lot of different types of um, things that occur in the body you know, if you have the same thought over and over again, maybe you're gonna have arthritis as an example. You see, <clears throat> you come you become locked in, so to speak. So there are a lot of different ways that it shows up in the body and Bruce Lipton was the genius who figured it out. <laughs> so, yes. And, the, and there are other science pieces to it. Lynn McTaggart figured out the intention. Uh, The Science Behind Intention and The Energy Behind Intention. Um, And she also did The Power of Eight, I believe is the name of her last book, which was quite impressive. And and so there are a number of books out there, and they're all related to some extent to quantum physics.
1: Yeah, so the the idea of thoughts and the body and that the physiology and biochemistry of what happens with thoughts is really fascinating and then a lot of this also stems off um from the early um i think in it was like in the early 1900s William Walker Atkinson first started talking about the law of attraction, and then the 20th mm-hmm. century, there was this new resurgence with these best-selling books, um, "Think and Grow Rich," "The Power of Positive right. Thinking," "You Can Heal Your Life." Um, there's so much material, really good material. And then later, "The Secret" came out. So there's there's the the physiology part of literally your thoughts creating a whole biochemical um attractor field so to speak um and then there's all that other science with the law of attraction and how it's working from the quantum level so it's really exciting that you've kind of woven in the ideas but thoughts are creative and we really can think our way into a, a whole new way of living We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to hear so much more from Money is an Energy Game. We'll be right back.
0: I might look like an adult, like a person who could possibly be a parent, but I have no idea how to talk like one. And everyone knows that if you want to be a parent, you have to sound good when you say things like, Don't make me turn this car around, or because I said so, or don't make me come back there. I don't even really know what those things mean, but I know that I actually believed my parents when they said them to me. How did they manage to sound so convincing? Here we go. Don't make me come back there. No, that's not tough enough at all. Kids can sense weakness. Don't make me come back there. Ooh, yeah, that's better. In fact, that kind of sounded like my dad. Weird. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. There are thousands of teens in foster care who would love to listen to you practice your dad voice. Call 1-888-200-4005 or visit AdoptUsKids.org for more information. This message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt Us Kids, and the Ad Council. This is Namdi Asamoah. I play football for the Philadelphia Eagles, but what I do off the field with United Way might be more important. I'm a volunteer tutor and mentor. Why? because over a million kids a year drop out of school, and that's not okay. It takes 12 years to create a graduate, but it takes about the same time to create a dropout. And the difference between a child becoming one or the other could be me, or it could be you. Studies show that if we get to these kids earlier, their chances are better, and kids who read well by third grade are more likely to graduate. So join me in United Way. Suit up and take the pledge. Become a volunteer reader, tutor or mentor. Because when a child succeeds, we all succeed. Give, advocate, volunteer, live united. Take the pledge at unitedway.org. Brought to you by United Way, the Ad Council and the National Football League. If a disaster struck right now, what would you and your family do first? Would your kids know what to do?
2: How would you get in touch with them if you're separated and your cell phone isn't working?
0: Don't wait until a disaster strikes to figure it out. It's your responsibility to make a plan for you and your family ahead of time. To learn how, take our readiness challenge at nyc.gov slash ReadyNewYork or call 311 for information. Brought to you by the New York City Office of Emergency Management and the Ad Council. Back to the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected on Empower Radio.
1: Welcome back. Inspired by our conversation today, I invite you to share it with others and perhaps listen to it again. You can do that by visiting my website at thedrjulieshow.com, where you'll find all the archive links as well as a listing of upcoming guests. Again, that's thedrjulieshow.com. And on the leading edge of personal, social and global transformation, I invite you to be a way show a change agent and make connections that inspire and accelerate our collective awakening and planetary healing. Stay connected every week with my newsletter where you'll find meaningful content. Opportunities and inspiration. You can sign up for my email. I only send one a week at the most, and you can do that at juliecrawlemail.com. Again, that's juliecrawlemail.com. If you do that, you'll find um, also the archives of this show and others and other programs and services that we're offering. So I really appreciate it. Love to stay connected and do that. JulieCurlEmail.com If you want to learn more about Madeline and her work, you can go to PolarisBusinessGuides.com And I think, Madeline, there's a website for the book. Can you tell us what that one is? Yes,
2: that's MoneyIsAnEnergyGame.com MoneyIsAnEnergyGame.com
1: Excellent. Alrighty. Okay. Well, thank you. Well, we've learned all about that money being in an energy game. And um, we're going to talk about the game a little bit later, but I, I feel like we have this really good introduction here. And, and um, I want to just stop and talk about blocks and resistance because I think everyone can identify areas where they're blocked. You can say you have blocked energy and they'll go, oh, yeah. So how this affects (laughs) us and how it applies to money, you use the metaphor of water. And I think that's a really helpful metaphor for us. And we can all really relate to a kink in a hose or a clogged pipe. So what blocks someone's ability to attract money and what do we do about it? That is a great question because
2: uh, we actually have been trained to block ourselves from money (laughs) probably for lifetimes. And uh, some of it we've kind of mentioned tangentially. We get into stress or fear or anger or we're irritated about something. And and energetically when we're in those states, we're pushing money away from us. But there are things that are beliefs that are are at a more core level. So, you know, if you believe that money is not spiritual, or you believe that money's filthy or dirty, or that you don't deserve to have money, or you don't deserve to have more money, uh, that's a common belief, or you have a certain amount in your mind that it's okay for you to have, but if if you have more than that, then maybe you're impoverishing somebody else if you have more than that amount. So if you get more money, you'll just get rid of it. It's a very common pattern with prosperity. Uh, People will bring it in and then get rid of it because they think they don't deserve it. Or it's beyond their, what we call a money ceiling. And so there are a lot of different pieces to why people block money. And, uh, When you were young, you may have heard things like money doesn't grow on trees, but actually it does. Um, (laughs) And and you may have heard that you have to work hard to make money and so on and so forth. These are all things that are so ingrained that we don't even think about them. We don't, you know, a, a common cliche that I hear certain people say is it's always something well that's a belief <clears throat> and what happens to that person every time they start to get ahead something else happens so they <laughs> they can't get ahead see so so it just depends on what belief you were raised with and unfortunately most of us don't think about this but it's usually the reason why we can't get ahead because we have certain beliefs that we can't get ahead or that, you know, the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. That's a common belief. And so as long as we believe it, the rich do get richer and the poor do get poorer. (laughs) So it's just that the universe, kind of like the law of attraction basically, is always delivering to you whatever you expect. It's the like attracts like uh, situation uh, with the law of attraction. So, things that you can do to uh, eliminate some of these blocks, we do offer a free emotional freedom and healing release with the book for prosperity. So, this is a process that Peg does, and you are basically going to tap on certain acupuncture points on the body, and so you're tapping with your fingers, and then you're going to be releasing uh, certain feelings, behavior patterns, and beliefs that are not supportive of you, and, and that includes some deep breathing and intentions uh, with that, and it takes, it, some of it will release immediately, and some of it will take a few more days to release uh... it will release over probably three days and then <clears throat> you're going to feel better you'll have a um influx of money usually when you do that and then what happens is you'll run into some other belief <laughs> some other blockage downstream and if you do it again you'll eliminate that. It's kind of like peeling an onion So (laughs) you get a certain amount off and then, you know, you may have to go back and peel some more off. And at some point when you've done that enough times, you'll get to the point where you no longer fear not having enough money. And that's when you will have arrived at the point where, you know, in your heart and body and mind (laughs) that you're okay. So, so there's a, a lot of ways to release things, but that was the most effective way that we knew of. And so we included a free emotional freedom and healing release with the book. And it's a link in the book to the uh, release online. And people can do it as often as they need to, but probably they'll, they won't need to do it a lot, but you know they may need to do it <laughs> multiple times yeah, you know, over a period of time.
1: Well, thank you for that example. And it, it, it also is, is like, um, there are so many other tools and techniques that you have in this book. And I have not even had enough time to really play with the energy game or these different strategies and exercises. And I'm, I'm wondering, um, this is a, you you gave us this one technique, and, and there's this free link here. I'm wondering what your other – what are some of your other favorite techniques for attracting money, Madeline?
2: Okay. Well, <clears throat> my favorite one is what's known as workshopping, and that was brought to us by Esther Hicks and Abraham. And basically how that works is – you want to first get yourself into high energy, so think of some time when you felt really good or joyful, some wonderful event happened, and you get into that energy, and then you start thanking the universe for having already provided, and it's really important to use those words, for having already provided, and then whatever XYZ is, whatever that is, <clears throat> and put in some details so the universe knows what you're looking for. And you want to be doing this while you feel joyful that it's already happened for at least 17 seconds and a minimum of 68 seconds per day. So a minimum of 17 seconds each time you do it because that's how long it takes to combust the energy to the next level. And basically what you're doing as you do something like this is you are focusing that energy to come into the physical plane. And it has to combust to the next level, the next level, the next level until it actually arrives in this physical plane. So a minimum of 68 seconds per day and a minimum of 17 seconds each time you do it. And of course, you can do it for much longer. And the more you do it, the faster it happens. <laughs> so, and I have never had that fail me ever. Uh, so, And I've used it to bring in Uh, thousands of dollars Uh, I used it to get a house for free I I used it to uh, get a radio show Uh, and when I got the radio show I really didn't know what I was after I was just thanking the universe for having already provided a way to get my message out to hundreds of thousands of people and so then the radio show showed up and I probably did that one for maybe 6 weeks and then the radio show showed up. So <clears throat> there's different ways to use it. We've in the past used it for safety. We had a we had a guide uh, that was in Sholo, Arizona and she had a house on the outskirts of Sholo and they were going to have their house burned by a huge fire and it was the first house it was on the outskirts and then the town was going to burn. So we thank the universe for having already provided safety uh, for her house and the town, never mentioning the fire. And, of course, they were evacuated. Everybody was evacuated. And when they got back, the fireman was still there, and he said, you know, the uh, fire came up to within one quarter mile of your house, and then it turned around, and it went the other way. So (laughs) you can use it to create whatever you want. It doesn't have to be money. And uh, it's important to thank the universe for having already provided it because you're here in the present moment. And whenever you ask for something, you're expecting it to come to you in the future. But you will never arrive in the future. You're always in the present moment. So you want whatever it is that you're wanting to come to you in the present moment, which is why it's so important to thank the universe for having already provided whatever it is that you're wanting to create. Mm. So does that make a little sense? And that's, that's my favorite one.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I like that one too. And and when you bring that up with a fire, it reminds me of another story. So I, I'm going to just kind of kind of broaden and expand this because it fits right in. You mentioned Lynn McTaggart and the intention experiment and the the power of eight. And um, one of my favorite stories in the book is about the fish salesman. And it's, oh, it's yeah. a great <laughs> example of how others can affect our life and prosperity in a negative way as well as a positive way. You just gave us a positive one. So can you share that story with us and tell us what can we do when someone is saying or holding a negative belief about us
2: okay so the fish story is that this this young guy he 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 goes and gets a job at the fish market and he's kind of young and boisterous and energetic and and the other guys that work there think he's just too loud and they think that he cannot sell fish so <clears throat> no matter what this guy does, he just cannot seem to sell fish. And at the time, there was a consultant working with that company. And the consultant asked all the other employees for just two weeks to start thinking, this guy can really sell fish. And he broke all their sales records at the end of two weeks, <laughs> just from them changing their story about this guy. So it's very important what you think about others. Now if you have a boss that doesn't appreciate you for some reason, and it may not be even personal. He, the boss may be stressed about things going on at home. You don't really know what's going on. So if you change your story about that person, <clears throat> instead of the boss being a jerk, uh, perhaps you could you could change the story to, my boss now appreciates my strong skills and abilities, or something of that nature. Make it mm. something that's <clears throat> that you like. And just start, no matter what happens, for two weeks, just start thinking that thought every time you think about your boss, or if you have a kid that misbehaves, <laughs> you might uh, you might uh, start thinking, uh, you know, Johnny is now ready to take responsibility and clean up his room, or something like that. You know, just just some sentence, one sentence story that you can remember every time you think about your kid. <laughs> Or your spouse or a friend you know so you can change the way they react to you just by changing your thought pattern about that person so uh, it's actually a very important story and it it underscores how our thoughts are creating things all the time yeah yeah
1: our thoughts are creating, manifesting all the time. And then Madeline, you're a business and economic astrologer. You make a living assisting individuals and businesses to understand the role of timing. (laughs) And you include an entire chapter on good timing. So let's talk about astrology and what are the most important factors that influence good timing with attracting money? For example, if I wanna start a new program, or a new business, how do I know when the right timing is? Is it the overall chart of the year? Is it my personal chart? Is it a combination? Help us understand this role of good timing.
2: Okay, so if you were going to start a business, the date, time, and location that you start your business with the state, that chart is going to be your business chart, and it will show everything that happens in that company. So what you really want is a chart that shows... A strong company reputation, the public likes it, Uh, the products and services match what you're intending to do, the finances work so that you have plenty of income and profits and you have creditors that are happy to work with you. Those days and times do not come around very often and if you're going to start a company I do custom timings and that's what you need for a company. Uh, Because it's a very complex uh, situation, and you you could have a good day, but you could have all good days have bad financial times. And not every good day is good for every type of company. So, So basically, you're looking for a date and time when the universal energies are supporting what you intend to do. And so that's what I do for companies, launch websites, introduce new products, that sort of thing. Um, you know, events, major events, to start a major event, things like that. And there are the good timing guides that I produce each year. That'll get you in the ballpark for just day-to-day stuff. You know, is this a good day? You know, because <clears throat> if it is, then the final result of whatever you're starting will be positive instead of uh, disappointing or nothing comes of it or it falls apart. (laughs) So, and those are all possibilities. So the good timing guide is just color coded. It shows you the final results of new starts and new starts have to have some kind of consequence. It's not just your, you know, having a, a discussion with somebody, just off the cuff. No, it's, you're signing something, you're approving something, you're buying something, you're, you're starting something with a state, you know, there's some kind of action that has a consequence to it. And, or you're sending out an email blast, or you're sending out, you know, you want people to buy (laughs) something. And, and there's days when people want to spend their money. So you could just as easily choose to send it out on a date with a green dollar and, and good communication uh, uh, code, green code for communications. Uh, or um, you could uh, choose to sign a contract when contracts are and negotiations and relationships are in a positive mode or investments are in a positive mode. So there's a lot of different pieces to it. And it includes a whole bunch of information about how to use it for different types of business and personal activities. So that's just our uh, inexpensive way to know what kind of timing is happening. And then the Good Timing newsletter gives you a lot more information about what the energies are actually uh, what they are and, and the best ways to optimize your opportunities and to handle the challenges that are uh, occurring at any time. So so they're actually two different products, but they're related.
1: <laughs> mm, it's almost like reverse engineering. Like we know we want this outcome. Here's our intention. And when's the best part to, to launch, to jump off? That's and- right. That's awesome. So then your co-author, Peg, is a fun feng shui expert. And you also include a chapter on that, how to optimize your office for success and prosperity. And it it also applies, like you already mentioned, our home, our car, our workspace. What are some of the most important things we need to know about our environment and workplace?
2: (laughs) The first thing you want to do is declutter and clean it up. (laughs) And, And after you do that, you... Particularly on the, the wealth corners, there are two different types of wealth corners, but the one we talk about the most is the uh, one that's shown on what we call the Bagua uh, in Chinese um, terminology. And when you walk into a room or a building or a home the, and you're looking inside of that room or building or home, the far back corner is the prosperity or wealth area. And uh, the far back corner of the room, the far back uh, back left, I should say, corner of the building, uh, back left corner of a room, a building, a property, uh, your desk, when you're sitting at your desk, <laughs> uh, you can put that bogwa just about any place. And so um, you would like that area to be cleaned up and decluttered and then you can add some nice pieces to it to enhance it or energize it and we have a nice list of different things you can do to enhance different parts of your house or or property or office etc in the book and so you you could add something that is pink or purple or blue or green and growing a plant that's green and growing, some crystals, anything that reminds you of money um, I actually have some pretty big plants in my prosperity corner, but I also have um, a kind of a collection of different animals that I like <laughs> and so you want it to be something that feels good to you and feels happy and uh, and you can. Play with different um, colors and shapes and things like that uh, for that corner. But start with that. And then there's also in the book, there's a whole section on putting your desk in the command position so that you can see the door in front of you or ideally (laughs) in front of you and what to do if you can't make that arrangement uh, work out. And uh, it, you don't want it to be maybe directly in front of you but if it is directly in front of you there's ways you can fix that too but you want to be able to see the door and opportunities that are coming at you or Hmm. passing you by so so those are some of the quick things that are in the feng shui section fascinating Fascinating.
1: There's so much more to this book. And I just want to thank you for, um, just the genius that you put into this. It's so comprehensive, like I said. And thanks for the reminder about Kindle. I'll I'll, I'll look into that for my airplane ride, which would be there real easy go. and good. And so I could finish some of those exercises. And its it really is quite a resource. And Madeline, I just want to thank you for being with us and, and sharing your wisdom with us here today.
2: Oh, I am so delighted that you invited me. And thank you again, for having us on to share this information
1: about our book. You bet. And I want to leave you listeners with the words from money is an energy game. There's nothing more important to your own success and the success of your business than understanding energy because everything, including money is created from energy. Be a part of the movement to create a revolution of prosperity and abundance on the planet you've been listening to the dr julie show all things connected remember together we are creating connections for the good of the whole until next time i'm sending you a world of love bye for now